Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother, bride, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How you doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Oh, man, so much to discuss, right? I thought football goes away. And we, what, what's the point of even doing a podcast or like crawling out of your pantry? But so much NBA, NCAA, the combine. We got the play of the day up. Derek Carr is a saint. Brother Bry, the emotions must be running running you ragged between your, 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 your franchise quarterback of your, your beloved Raiders now as a saint. But then again, the Knicks are on fire nine in a row. Unbelievable bribe, but weigh in. Are you okay? You must be a bundle of nerves. Well, yeah, he goes from the silver, right? Silver and black to gold and black. Um, I didn't even think much of it. Whatever. I, I wanted <laughs> I, I actually I wanted to see him go to New York, see how he could handle New York, the press, um, right. how the Jets fans handled him. I thought that was more fun. I'm a, I it's look, is it the right, is it a smart move to play in the NFC South? Probably. That's probably the smarter move for him. Um but yeah, I really wish the Jets had gotten him because I just would have liked to have seen what would have happened. Uh, well, so you're not a Derek Carr fan then because, no. I mean, here's a guy who no. was in the AFC West and had to mm. compete with Mahomes and just wasn't ever going to do, you know, make it to the top of the heap there in that division. And finally, he gets a break, goes to the South, where, first of all, the Saints are immediately a favorite. They're plus 140. Panthers 240, Atlanta 425. Mm. Tampa Bay plus division. 50. Oh. Because the opposing quarterbacks right now, and of course this could change, Desmond Ritter, Kyle Trask, and Matt Corral, <laughs> Harry. But Bry wants him to suffer in New York. Well, this was clearly, better, clearly you, the right move. You better win. I mean, he better win in, in this with the Saints. He better win that division next year. He's going to be hearing yeah. a lot of boos from the Saints fans. Know that. Yeah, for sure. Harry, you like the Saints now? Plus, I think they were slightly favored even like last week to win that division. But I guess maybe the odds makers, they always know. Who's going to land where? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I've never really been a car fan. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. If, uh, he... Is that because Ken makes you drive all the time? That's right. Bad experience in New Orleans. <laughs> right, no, right, listen, right. I, I just, I don't think car just moving in, I'm moving on to a new team, going to be the leader here. I just don't know if he gets it done. He never was able to, he wasn't able to get over the top and, uh, uh, with the Raiders. I don't think he's going to be able to get over the top of the Saints either. Just don't. Hmm. All right. Paul, again, I think this is the perfect place for him. Perfect landing spot. I agree with you, Sal. I think this is a great spot for Carr. Um, I'm not sure in terms of offensively if he has a, a, you know a lot of weapons right now, but I just think the division is a perfect fit for him. The NFC mm. is a perfect fit for him. So mm. uh, I, I think the contract seems fair for him and fair for the Saints. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, good for him. I think it's it's the right move for him. I would I was hoping it was going to be a Jet because it kind of I like Carr and I <laughs> I don't mind rooting for the no, Jets. You but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> if you like Carr, you don't want him to go to the Jets. Yeah, that would have been fun just to him. have him here playing. You know, uh, that he couldn't handle I think York, that would have been fun. He couldn't handle been tortured. 
More I don't torture. know about that. I mean, I don't think guy so. Played in, he played in some pretty crazy football markets. He'd be, he'd be fine yeah. anywhere, I think. Uh, I just, he needs uh, a rest. That's a good move for him. Yeah. The Saints are now the best team in that division, I guess. You know, like, I, you know, when people say, oh, my God, in a different life, you must have been horrible. Like, yeah, yeah, I had to play in the AFC West. Like, wow, to, <laughs> to have this, this advantage of Desmond Ritter, Kyle Trask, and Matt Corral six times a year. I know that's going to change. One of those guys. Yeah. Somebody will want to step up. But uh, like I said, so much to discuss. You know what? we got to start with the big news, and that is that myself, Babyface Joel Salmon, Mikey Meatballs, went to see 80 for Brady. We had old lady wigs on Friday afternoon. I said, guys, we have to do it. We have to do it. Uh, we just have to set an example. When you lose, when you dip into the cap of consequences and you lose a bet, as we did, we came in last in a um, fantasy playoff competition amongst the staff, we had to do it. And babyface, it was the, the best part about it is it was like only it, w- it wasn't very long, I would say. I, I, Michael it, would disagree, it, but it was it was pretty long. It certainly <laughs> felt long. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. It, it might have been called 80 for Brady, but it got 62 on Rotten Tomatoes. And that that's a that pretty good was? score. That's a pretty good score because that was a it was a tough watch. And uh you were right. We were not alone. The the theater smelled like <laughs> mothballs and Werther's originals because we were we were the last ones there, and there was a a heavy uh, uh, older crowd there. So we did stick around and talk to a few of the oldies afterwards. And I was I'm like, oh, Lily Tomlin was so gum loudly talking about how great Lily Tomlin was. And then this one woman's like, the old woman says, oh yes, oh she was doing. I saw her in this play in 1980. I'm like, she was way, she was better in this. She was, <laughs> oh yes, yes, she was better, yes. And then we uh, got into an agreeing uh, a fight there. But there was the the climb. I don't want to, Paula Kidd, are you going to go see this movie? I don't want to ruin it for you. Are you but, kidding me? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, by the way, your your son Mikey Meatball really seemed to agonize throughout the full hour and a half. He like he really yeah. Like, Mikey's like, a, I don't he's even... a movie buff, and uh, something like this just does not uh, it's not good for his palate. Oh. That's for sure. Oh, he hated it. He and then Babyface put his hand on his thigh, and that was it. He was like, "Get me the hell out of here!" No. I thought no. it was the popcorn. I thought it was the popcorn. Michael, what what Michael? What what did comment did you make about Brady with this? All Mahomes has to do now is not make a movie and he surpasses Brady. <laughs> it really is. It was something oh, else. No. And all right, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert for anyone listening. But the, the movie climb, first of all, it was bad for me because A, we lost the bet. We had to wear wigs and go to a movie in the middle of uh, Friday in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, B, I'm like reliving another lost bet. I was all over the Falcons and the game centers around or the movie centers around them getting to the Super Bowl the 28-3 game. And so they show the whole comeback. I'm like, oh, I'm losing two bets here now because I have to relive this. But the climax is they're down 28-3. And they're down at half time. Then they're down 28-3. 28-3 is the main number. And somehow they finagle their way into the coordinator's booth. And they change the plays around. These, these, these women, they, they have no idea. Not that they're women, but these old women who are kind of barely watching the game uh, we get the sense um, leading up to this, uh, but they know all the plays that should be called. And like this Matt Patricia, it was a pretty good lookalike, right, Joel? The Matt oh, Patricia yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, get away, ladies. And then he figures out like they know what they're talking about. And so they're revamping the whole offensive playbook. And in the meantime, Lily Tomlin gets on the um, she gets in somehow in Brady's headset and he picks up his helmet <laughs> 
And now she's like talking to Brady and he now spots her in the coordinator's booth. And she gives this inspirational speech to this guy who's already won five Super Bowls, but he needs oh. to hear from Lily Tomlin how to make this comeback. And then Brady announces, and sorry, Michael, you're going to have to bleep this. He says, let's go after the last little thought. And I went nuts, right? Sp right, babyface. I went nuts in the theater when he said well, that. Well, I thought, yeah, that's when I got nervous that we, you were going to give uh, someone a heart attack in the theater because you know, like, <laughs> oh, I went they, they crazy. I went so that. excited. Yeah, so uh, I wasn't either, to be honest. Yeah, but I, gen um, I genuinely think that Harry would have liked this movie because I thought about course. it. It's like if the Golden Girls made a movie today, like the Sex yeah. in the City movie. It, that's it, what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh yeah, it was. I um. I don't know if I saw this review somewhere on Rotten Tomatoes, but it was the 7-Eleven chicken wings of movies, I think. <laughs> that, that, that's where we are. Right, go ahead. The Sex and the City movies were great. Both of them were great. So, I was going right to say, job. Sal, I was going to say, when you started saying that whole whatever was happening there at the end, Crazy. like yeah. you could have just made that up and made the worst plot of all time. Like me listening to that sounds like they it's did. fake. Sounds like it's fake. <laughs> I would say... If, if that actually really was the ending of the movie, it should automatically be a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. And anybody who liked that movie is an idiot. <laughs> All right. I'm fine with that. Go ahead. Leave that review on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sure people will be excited to see it. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Azaro, seven right, wins our prop quiz contest. Our March prop culture. Good job by him, by uh. the way. He gets a gold cap. Our March prop culture contest is up there. It's an Oscars pool. It's Oscars week. Jimmy Kimmel, host. Host of the Oscars, I don't know how we got him, is going to appear on Extra Points tomorrow morning. But uh, the winner of this um, quiz gets a signed baseball by Jimmy Kimmel and a gold cap. Best picture, best director. Will the winner of the Best Actress Award cry on stage? It's all there. ExtraPoints.com slash arcade. Fill it out and uh, get a be a winner. Get a signed ball by Jimmy Kimmel. Unbelievable. Hey, UFC 265. I was at a birthday dinner. I snuck a peek. Don't worry. I ended up seeing the John Jones fight. But... Uh, boy, he destroyed Cyril Ghosn, Parley Kid. I mean, it wasn't even close. It was uh, ugly how how easy that was, right? And yeah. our picks went three and one. Mikey Meatballs is the big star because he said he said it wouldn't be close, and it wasn't. John Jones right. victorious. Right. I think uh, our picks were solid with that. Uh, actually, they won very easily. Our winners won uh, obviously super easily. But yeah, I think Mikey uh, hit it on the head when he said uh, it wouldn't be close. He called it. He, I think, exactly. I even think he said uh, by possible submission, I believe. So, I uh, so good job by all of us, especially Michael. And uh, yeah, well, I don't know. It was a mismatch. So I, I don't know what to expect now. Um, so we've seen this in wrestling before, right? Where, you know, even just even high school wrestling where you've seen like lighter weight guys go up like a weight class mm -hmm. and you say, the super heavyweight, oh, right? Like, wow, that's going to be a tough row. It's going to be tough for them. And yet, they're just more athletic than these like actual heavyweights and kind of the mm -hmm. same thing here. Like Jones is just, he's just too much of an athlete for these guys. Just too much. Yeah. Stipe, that could be an interesting fight because Stipe is a, a, a good athlete in his own right, right? He can wrestle, he can wrestle a bit and he can throw a little bit. But I think if, as long as John Jones is right in the head, I, I don't think anybody yeah. could beat him, Sal, in the heavyweight division. Nobody. Nobody. I guess that's it. And so that's what we didn't know, right? I'm, I'm not going to pretend I had John Jones winning this fight, but I was like, there's so much uncertainty here with John Jones right. being off as much as he is. And maybe Cyril Gaon is a, a paper champion 
as uh, Mr. T, as Clubber Lang would say. But uh, I had under two and a half rounds, which was two to one. The parlay kid had under four and a half for it to not go to oh distance, uh, essentially. That was even uh, even odds. That was easy. Harry, you had Jones just to win. Yeah. What did you say? Four inch yeah. reach, baby. Reach works again. Four inch reach. Right. Yep. It had nothing to do with the outcome as it ended up on the mat. Um, so, but yes, four inch reach for uh, John Jones. But Better. yeah, good job, Mikey Meatballs. Nice. Uh, and and you don't think it'll be close against Stipe, right, Michael? No, I think that's going to end pretty ugly. All right. Well, that's going to be fun. The rest of the card. Uh, well, you know what? We'll get to it right now. Let's deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call bed aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. I love the music. All right. Uh, Brother Bry, start us off because, uh, yeah, you're all over the UFC 265 here. Uh, yeah, I mean, great card. I mean, some of the other fights were great. Uh, the Rachmana fight was great. The Gamera fight, I, I, I enjoyed a bunch of those. Um, but I was going to say, I had, this is a weird one for me. When I explain it, you'll understand why. Um, I had three parlays tied to Shevchenko, a lot of money on her. <laughs> I thought she was going to win easily. And, uh, you know, Alexa Grasso, I thought, fought really well in the first round, ended up hurting her a little bit. Um, but at the end of the third round, I had Valentina up 2-1. The way it was looking, I was like, this is going to be a 4-1 victory, decision victory, not too bad. All of a sudden, I get a call from my sister. So when I get the call from my sister, I we, I get informed that my aunt dies. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry, so as, as I get this information, I am now upstairs. I, I leave Darren. Darren's over the house, and my two buddies are over the house watching the fight. Darren didn't care about the news? I didn't tell him until late. I didn't oh, want, I didn't want okay. to ruin some of the UFC card for him, but I was right. upstairs. <laughs> I, I was upstairs, and all of a sudden, I hear muffling downstairs, but I hear it like it's very faint, but I'm like, are they saying wow? Are they saying oh, my God? Like So that's in the back of my head as I'm getting this news. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew at that moment, I was like, something crazy happened. Then I saw your text coming. And then I saw Darren's text coming through with the wow. So just mm-hmm. a really bad overall night at the same time. Oh. You know? yeah. <laughs> I know. Not now good. I'm wow. Back crazy. to back bed aches. Crazy, yeah. crazy back to back bed aches. Uh, our poor Ed Gene. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, so well, that, we'll dedicate this segment of uh, bed aches to Aunt Gene. We should. We really should. We All should. right, Harry. Uh, a- anyone in your family die or just another parlay? Just a bunch of parlays, a bunch of parlays yeah. where it seemed like it was the last leg of the parlay and the only loser on the parlay. It was all weekend. Uh, I had that, I had that, uh, on a eight, six teamer of the UFC minus 900, which loses Sal, me and you had five of the top 10 finishers in golf. We couldn't still pick the winner. Couldn't get it done <laughs> at Santa Clara, yeah. double overtime, six teamer on Saturday night loser, but a teamer in, in in European soccer Premier League, but my parlay that I'm going to say that I lost with was a 16 parlay that was college lacrosse, it was hockey, and it was Spanish La Liga matches. Now I hit my three um, lacrosse matches. I hit my uh, Saturday extra points pick <laughs> of Senators <laughs> over the Blue Jackets. I, mean. I had Barcelona Valencia over a half a goal. A goal in the first 20 minutes. So that, that was minus 2000. So I just threw a couple on there and then I have real. So that wins easy. I have real Madrid against real Betis over a half a goal at minus 1800. And of course, <laughs> zero, zero I mean, five I, I, matches for both squads, Madrid yeah. matches, 
23 total goals. So four and a half average, four and a half goals average per match. St. Betis 16 over the last five matches, which mm. is over three an average. Uh, of course, during those 10 matches combined for both squads, there were zero shutouts. And speaking of 23, the match had 23 shots on goal and at minus 1800 last part of my 16 <laughs> parlay loses. No goal. I mean, I can't can't really feel bad for you. Nobody really can because first of all, you're not what you don't you're not watching it, right? There's no way you're watching this lose, right? I guess maybe you're following on your phone. I don't know. It's just in the middle of night. I have no idea. Yeah. All right, but it's not like Bryce Bedake where he's running off. He has to, you know, the, it's right there. Every single Come on. <laughs> I get it, but you say this is a throw on. The whole parlay is a throw on. Every right. the lacrosse is all a throw on too. You don't know what it is. I mean. Take mine, for instance, Maryland over Penn State yesterday, up 16 in the first half. I'm watching every minute after that because then up 13 in the second half. They squander the lead, but still a one-point advantage with like eight seconds left. Penn State gets a terrible three off. It was one of those things where three guys from Maryland have access to the ball. They've boxed out perfectly, and it goes off all their hands and off to the side to the guy who like lays it in with no time left. I had that parlayed with, well, I'll tell you, it doesn't even matter what I had that parlayed with because when you lose like that, the other two are always winners, right? Spieth top 20, Scheffler top five, another parlay down the toilet, courtesy of the mm. bedache. Uh, all right. Uh, Mike and Meatballs, let's hear the music again. Bet makes you sick And you make the wrong pick It's a bad egg It's a bad egg It's a bad egg Alright, well, let, you know Polly Kid, we got it. You didn't have one. That's good. You didn't really have one. I mean, Anchin nah. counts as a bad egg for you two, yeah. but uh, I don't know, you know, uh, let's, let's get them all out of the way anyway, because big week coming up, right? March Madness got the conference tournaments. Um, what do we want to talk about here? Yeah, oh, I can check out my scribble pad here. Harry, are you excited? I got the blue, the yellow. USC is in. Clemson is out. <laughs> Oak oh State my. is out. Oregon, Charleston. Well, Charleston should win their tournament. But what do you got? Uh, Babyface Hofstra won. Right? They crushed. Uh, you, uh, how did you not do a cap of consequences with Brother Bry Hofstra against Tony Brook? Oh, well, we we already know how the last cap of consequences I did with Bry uh, in a, <laughs> a, a wheelchair in Vegas. So, but more more importantly, wait, where do you have Pitt? the Pitt Panthers after losing <laughs> two to end the season? I got a blue, I got a blue mark with them last four, four buys, <laughs> but I'll, I'll make it when I'm with Damashek, twenty-one and ten and fourteen and six. What seed are they now in that in that tournament? They're the two because Miami would They're be the, the two, one, right? Uh, yeah, right. That's right. Miami beat him this weekend. But, you know, I told Damashek if he's going to talk about oh, why are these teams getting credit for uh, these wins and losses in November, you know, this is where it's at. Well, you know, if they lose that first round game after a bye, now it'll be yep. what, three in a row for Pitt? You got to count them. Right. You got to count them all the same. Not how all you right. start, so, how you finish. And this is, uh, they went from, I guess, on the bubble uh, or a definite in. To on the bubble to now maybe out on a matter of potentially three games. All right. We'll have Tate Frazier on next week. We'll, we'll sync it all up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, March madness and the, uh, but some, some of these double buy teams start like Thursday, right? So in the big conferences. Mm -hmm. So again, this is just a palate yeah. cleanser for the big thing uh, next week. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk NFL, NBA play of the day, all good stuff.
Building the perfect same game parlay can be time consuming, but with quick picks, the Caesar Sportsbook app does the work for you. Quick picks are pre-built same game parlays that turn today's biggest headlines, storylines, and games into bets. They're quick and easy to use and you can't miss them. They're right on the home screen of your Caesar Sportsbook app. Give them a try. And if you haven't downloaded the app yet, register using code Omaha full and then place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get your stake up to $1,250 back as a bet credit. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. License to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. All right, so we mentioned Derek Carr's a Saint. They're the favorites. The Saints are to win the NFC South. Oh, Tony Pollard got the $10 million tag. I guess that's to be expected, Parley Kid, from the Cowboys. Um, the only thing that that does, well, it does a lot of things, but there was talk about tagging Schultz again, right? And so they can't do that now because Pollard has the tag. But I'm hearing this is a tight end rich draft. Really rich. Like yeah. more good tight ends should go in the first round than wide receivers. So, um, what are you going to do? Yeah. You've got to keep Pollard around, and uh, oh, yeah. it's a shame Zeke Zeke gets all the money, but that's just how it is. Yeah, I, obviously we love keeping Pollard around here, so hopefully he comes back healthy. I mean, uh, he did right. have a, a pretty bad uh, injury at the end of the year, so let's just hope he comes back and he's healthy, and then he can earn possibly another contract uh, with the Cowboys. And as far as the tight ends go, uh, Schultz has been very good with Prescott, but I think the Cowboys also look at having uh, Ferguson and Hendershot mm -hmm. as well, and they might not really see that they could pay them probably a uh, a tenth of what Schultz would get now in the free agent uh, market, and uh, they would probably produce just as much as Schultz, and probably in their minds, that's what they're thinking right now. Yeah, 
And they'll probably, uh, I mean, they seem to always draft you a tight end anyway. Too. You know, right. Third so, or fourth round, even right. if you don't go after those guys. Uh, exactly. I talked about. Well, you guys, I had it on like the whole weekend, the combine. I just had it. It's, it's fun to watch. But um, who impressed you the most, Bri? Who are you watching? Anybody? Well, again, as a Raider fan, I mean, I'm looking at all the quarterbacks. So, I mean, Richardson was outstanding, right? I, I mean, he you knew yeah. you knew going in, he like he checked all the boxes for the combine, right? It's going to be fantastic there. Stroud was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, even Bennett, yeah. I think, was pretty good, right, with some of his numbers uh, from the quarterback position. Uh, and Jigba, I think, was good from wide receivers. So, yeah. I, I mean, look, I it I don't know. You watch Richardson, it just is like you know. I I don't. I'm trying not to get sucked in because mm. again, when you you when you complete fifty low fifty percent passing in college, it's hard right. to. But then you watch his highlights and you watch that, and you're like, oh God, if we pass on him and he's great. Like, we, right. We really blew it. But, oh, yeah. Well, the thing just... with him is that, uh, so he set the, the mark for vertical, which, uh, it's fun, but I don't know how practical it is. In right. fact, the only, one of the few times you would appreciate his vertical is, uh, a celebratory kind of dance or some kind of something, right? At the end, he, oh, wow, he jumped seven feet, but, right. You know, ironically, if you're going to go to a bad team, which some of these be- better quarterbacks are going to, um, you're not going to see that celebration that much. So take the vertical off the board. Did I <laughs> see, I saw a lot of one-handed catches um, and some of them were because the passes were bad in the combine, but is that an event now? Did I miss that? Is one-handed <laughs> catch an event? I really saw like That's 10 good- or 12 of them. Maybe it should be at this point. It's, it's what, are you kidding? It's more, it's, it's kind of, more important than um, that. It doesn't teach kids, you know, maybe that's not how you want to bring these kids up, but more important than vertical, isn't it, Harry? Oh, I think so. Right. Why wouldn't it be? Well, how many times do we see one handed catches uh, versus running backs or wide receivers hurdling the defender? A lot more now. Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple guys running back wise though, Sal, that I like. Who did you like? Um, you know, a lot of times in the first couple of weeks of the season, whatever, possible injury, you see a guy pop up that we really don't recognize running back wise. It's mm-hmm. Chase Brown from Illinois. He ran a four point yeah, four three. Uh, yeah. Again, top vertical is whatever that means for running backs in the combine. He was first in the broad jump uh, for running back. This guy had nineteen hundred yards uh, last year for Illinois, playing in a uh, top five conference. And also uh, running back from Tulane. I, ha- I had Tulane a couple of times, and I had them in the uh, in the Cotton Bowl. Um, Tajay Spears, running back, 5'10", 200, 39-inch vertical, 1,900 yards last year for Tulane, 21 total touchdowns. Guy average, average seven yards a carry. And like I said, in the Cotton Bowl against USC, nice. 200 yards, he had four touchdowns. He could be a surprise to steal late, late in the draft. Yeah, well, yeah. what's late in the draft? I don't know, bro. Uh, Parley, can I still? I, I'm, I'm hearing the. I'm listening to the noise about the about drafting a running back in the first round. Just doesn't seem to doesn't seem to make sense, right? It, it should, unless you're set, unless you get so, that 29, 30, yeah, 31. If you like the chance to for to getting drafted in the first round, right? I. What's but that? here's the Even thing: is if Pittsburgh got, dra- got got some heat. Yeah, but the thing drafted. is, if Pittsburgh were to go back, would they take Najee? Would they take him right. there? The question. I, I don't know if they would. Would they really do it? Like I, no, I, no. I, I keep saying I, I don't know, and it, it stinks. Look, it, it's it stinks to grow up a running back nowadays, right? It really these poor guys get don't beat I up and it. then they get tossed out like yeah. yesterday's garbage. It, it it stinks. But the bottom line is, no running back 
unless you have a guy that is beyond, uh, you know, a once in a lifetime guy that you think can that can give you ten years, which there's no guarantee of that. I don't think right. any running back should ever be taken in the first round anymore. So I, I look, you know, the Chiefs just won a Super Bowl with with a late round draft pick uh, playing basically as their main running back. It just yeah. there's just no does not make any sense. I, I still say that Pittsburgh would not take. Harris there and Harris has been good, but he hasn't been great as, yeah. uh, from what? that spot. If you're going to take a running back in the first round, Sal, he better be unbelievable. He better have three, four, five years of over 1500 yards and 15 touchdowns. Uh, that's it. Or if not, or, or it was a waste just, of a pick. You, or you shouldn't have any other needs is basically it. I, right. Oh, I like, I like, so like uh, some of these drafts, these mocks have like B. John Robinson being the only running back. Right, taken in the first round. Yeah. So if the Bills take them, I'm like, all right, I guess that's okay. I don't know. The, although, you know, I, I just feel like anybody should add a pass rusher. Right? Did I say that right? Uh, ahead of a running back. But <laughs> look, right? What? What? Do you, I don't know. I don't know where you put a running back anymore. Yeah, definitely no. not Fournette type. Definitely not a Zeke. Yeah, of, a top it's five be, guy. Yeah. Right? I mean, it really, like Darren was saying, once in a, once in a generation, maybe top. Maybe you can get mm -hmm. into the top 15, but right now, you know, yeah. If you're at the end of the first round, like B. John Robinson. Yeah. I mean, he's, I will say like what Brees Hall did for the Jets last year for that short amount of time, B. John Robinson, mm -hmm. he'll be even better. So probably. So like if you mm -hmm. are a team in the, you know, from the 20 to 30 range, I think that that definitely could make sense. If I was a team, I probably wouldn't do it. I would hold off because you're still going to get some good guys after well, and, that. So, and where was Brees Hall taken? Yeah, he was after. Yeah, he was after. Yeah, I mean, it was well, a yeah. first round pick. He was. So, I, think, no. I think forty to fiftieth pick, right? Yeah, second round. So, mm -hmm. but, they, but right, he, he that, was he was potentially supposed to be a first. He was thirty sixth. Yeah, right, he was thirty sixth. Yeah. Right. So you know, close there, but. Uh, and look, and now he's got, he's got coming off a major injury and you never right. know if he'll be the same as a running back. Right. So mm -hmm. I know it's yep. a risk, um, but no need, no, no need in my mind. Babyface, you're a Steelers fan. What about what the parlay kid is saying? Would you have taken Najee Harris again? I, I agree with him that year. They, the Steelers thought they were a piece away and, and they, right. they still had big Ben. And then when you're falling <laughs> to 24th, I think Harris went 24th, then it becomes like, all right, well, there's, there's value here as, as he continues to fall. He probably won't be there in the second round. And, uh, you know, sure enough, mm -hmm. I think Etienne went with the next pick. So it, it all depends if you're close and you think that this is the running back that'll put you over, it's worth it. But, uh, I, I don't think, I think it was because they had big Ben and they were, he was the final piece, which, which was not the case though. So. What was that? What year? That was 21? That was, yeah, 2021 draft, the Trevor Lawrence year. 21. And, and so Jones. you got, no, oh, Mitchell went second, right? Mitchell was a, Javante Williams third. Everybody loved him. Carter, Shamba Harbord. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I would wait. I don't know. And, 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 and except for in a rare instance, um, I think you're right. I think you wait on this. Um, but Anthony Richardson, my God, that vertical. I don't know what you do with that. All right. Let's take a, a quick break. And then uh, talk NBA, the parlay kid. We need to know if the Knicks are back. Right back. <laughs> 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, here we go. So Celtics, Knicks, I send an outline um, the night before every podcast, and I waited, waited, waited for that Celtics-Knicks game to end. Finally, two overtimes. They did it nine in a row. They buried the Celtics. That's fun. Uh, they go over for their season win total, right, Parley Kid? What was it? Yeah, I, I, have now? Well, I gave them out at 38 and a half to start the year. You might have even gotten them lower in some cases. Uh, right. But yeah. And they have 39. What over? And so uh, the more interesting thing is, and I, I give this to Babyface Joel Solomon. He put this in the outline a couple of weeks ago that quickly was 10 to 1 odds to win sixth man award. Um, and now we look this morning, minus 220. He's the favorite to take home the sixth man honors. Now, there's a lot of controversy here, Brother Bry, because he's uh, he started. And not only did he start, he played like 311 minutes yesterday. So it, what, what do you do with this award? Because Westbrook was favored. Yeah. And then as soon as he got traded and became a starter, they're like, all right, we got to move him down, right? He can't, well, it doesn't matter what he accumulated for 42, 50, whatever it was, you know, he's got to go. Do you do this with quickly? Yeah. I don't know. Just with a guy who picks up more minutes, but now he's going to start for a little bit. Well, yeah, this is really tough. I mean, because I'm look, I'm not the biggest Brogdon fan. It's like I, I don't necessarily think Brogdon has done a ton to deserve winning it. I mean, I think there's other guys who are just as possible. But right. yeah, quickly, I I mean, look, I love quickly, love Grimes too. But yeah, I was just saying not too long ago before we did this podcast, right? Like you come out, you start, and you do such a phenomenal job that all of a sudden your odds switch completely you know you go from plus 130 to minus 220 in a day um although as i'm talking about it i guess that's you could say though i guess as a six man that's part of the responsibility right somebody goes down and you, that's your role right just stepping in to help out so like and it's probably only going to be um it's only going to be you know two or three games i'm sure it's, it's been tough be, to define but this, it's hard to yeah, for it's a hard, long, didn't starks parlay kid then wasn't starks the winner didn't he win this a couple of times but he would average like 34 minutes it's like he's not a yeah he's not a bench player well the, the thing is the difference back then sal nobody was betting on that either right so that really i know uh, i feel really like it wasn't was, as significant <laughs> um of an issue he won as in ninety seven. I guess he only but won I, one. Right. I contend yeah. this. One, I contend Westbrook should never have been in the conversation anyway, because mm-hmm. he hasn't uh, a six man should be helping his team win, first of all. Right. right. So yep. I, I don't think Westbrook should ever have been in the conversation. So 
Uh, that made mm-hmm. no sense to me from the start. Two, I think you you can't take this away from quickly because he started last night. Because if you're the sixth man and somebody in the top five gets hurt, isn't it your job now as the sixth man to replace that, especially if it's the same position, to replace yeah. the guy in the lineup? You're, you're still like really not a starter. I mean, he got obviously played two games worth of minutes uh, for himself. Uh, in yesterday's game, but he just did his role. He'll eventually go back to the bench once Brunson is back. So this should have no impact. In fact, I think he really enhanced his chances of showing what a true six man t- needs to do. They needed him to step up and start, and he did. So to me, I think that's fair. That, I think that that's helps. fair. I think that helps. It would be funny if the coach comes to you. It's like, all right, you got to start. It's like, hey, man, you know, I, I I can't do it. I'm really, I'm up for this award, and I'd rather <laughs> just come in and. Fill in here and there, but I know I know you need me, but uh, right. I'll be here. You know, bring me in the second quarter. But no, I think I think you're right. Um, a guy stepping in to fill a, a starter role um, is different from a guy who averages 37 minutes a game as a sixth man, right? That's right. different. But yeah, so you give it a quickly. Good job. Anyway, the point is, uh, babyface, good job. Ten to one. What is the yep. official um, description of a sixth man or? Or how you can win this, babyface? Is this real? Uh, what you pulled up? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you just need to come off the bench uh, more than games you start. But what no, Carlin Kidd is, is avoiding what we want to hear. Oh, yes. Which right. I'd like That's you true. to get to. Are the Knicks <laughs> I love officially this back? Are the Knicks back, Parlay Kid? And no. I don't know what back means because I think you have had to uh, have been there at some point, right? To the be Knicks- back. <laughs> are, are, are relevant. They're back to relevance, right? They're relevant, which is great for the NBA. And the Knicks have been playing great basketball. Okay. I, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it. Uh, the Knicks haven't really done much in recent uh, memory. Uh, I think the only way they're officially back is if they win a round or two in the playoffs. And then, you know, the Knicks can be seen as a threat, <laughs> maybe get more free agents coming to them. But right. uh, in terms of back, yeah, they're relevant. The Knicks are relevant, and that is very important to the NBA. They're fun to watch. Thibodeau's done a good job of kind of um, uh, new school, old school, kind of a combination combination right. of both, uh, which has been which has been great. Uh, they're getting contributions from the nine guys who play. They've shortened Thibodeau sh- shortened the bench. It's really worked out. They are mm-hmm. fun. People are talking about them. So they're back in that regard. Um, they're back because this is the best they've probably been in almost 20 years, 30 years. I don't even know. I don't know. Even when you talk about the Knicks and stuff and back in history, like, you know, maybe they won whatever a series or whatever, and they winning games, 92, 89, stuff like this team's like you just said, fun to watch. When's the last, they beat Boston twice in a week. During this nine-game streak, they've scored 122 points, seven mm-hmm. of nine games. Last three games, different score every game, high score. And that's Brunson with 39, Randall with 43, and last night quickly with 38. It's amazing. Well, I don't I, remember so the I think that's like the that's- thing. Yeah. So, Bri, when we talk about these teams, right, they're coming from nowhere and whatever. The, the Knicks are a formidable squad now. So you, you go like, okay – wow, this team's fun to watch, right? I think that's the base. That's the lower yep. tier. Like, they're fun to watch. The Hornets are fun to watch. The LaMelo ball. Like, uh, we don't expect not anything out of them, but they're, they're fun, to, fun watch, to watch, right? Yeah. And then as the Parlay Kid said, no, right, not anymore. As the Parlay <laughs> Kid said, you're relevant, right? And now, okay, wow. So that relevant, I think, means that's this next tier. I think, like, can maybe make some noise. Relevant slash tough out, right? That's what we hear about teams like yeah. the Knicks, right? 
Uh, yeah. Went from fun I, to watch, relevant, tough out. Are they back? I think back, Joel, is the next tier up there. So, Brian, am I, do, am I looking at this the right way? I think so. I mean, back is hard to say, though. Like, when were right. we officially? <laughs> no. When were we? When <laughs> were we? When were when we? When was back? America great ever? Right, when I were get we? it. Because like, yeah. we weren't. Yeah. It's not like, you know, those 90s teams, uh, which I loved. It's not like we were, you know, we weren't winning <laughs> I championships. I am there, disappointed. So. And Parlay Kid and you, Brian, if, if the Islanders did this, you would have a, a flag in the front yard declaring wow. uh, the, the islanders were back you'd have a sweatshirt to school i i am declaring <laughs> this the bandwagon is officially closed the next bandwagon <laughs> is closed wow. my kid on or off pal come on well I've never jumped off the bandwagon. I've always been. Yeah. A, I was a Knicks fan when they were winning twenty five games. Power, right, that's true. Well, nah. text Jerry. Jerry needs you front row at, at the Garden in, in, on this. I think they're still on the road for a while, but this next home stand. Just I've surprise been, him. Surprise Jerry. I've been texting Jerry. I'm just waiting for the invite, Joel. I'm just waiting. I think well, that's the problem. For that yeah. It will be interesting if they play the Cavs in the first round because he lives in Cleveland. We should just show up oh, there. Right. We should just, wow. show just show up. They'll get you that. Well, here's the problem with the the Knicks. Like, I don't know. I feel like they can win 20 out of 24 to close things out, and they'll still be the fourth best, right, going into the playoffs, won't they? Or I look. I, I mean, if they won that many, they might, they might jump some teams. Yeah. But, no, but will they jump the six? Yeah, okay. So I'm looking at Sixer Celtics and Bucks. I guess they could. I guess they could. And what they ever already proved their matchup problems for the Celtics, right? So if they play for sure like that every night. So yeah, but I think the ceiling is forcing. You want to pass the Cavs at least, right? At this point, get those games at home. Uh, most of them at least. Um, speaking of playoff teams, I I, I might have screwed up this bet. I don't know if I told you guys, but I mentioned on extra points, like we're going to talk about the Lakers making the playoffs, not making the playoffs. So I said, all right, I might as well, uh, you know, unload on a bet on the Lakers to not make the playoffs. We're going to talk about it. So might as well have three, five, seven, nine, twelve thousand dollars on it. And now, um, <laughs> what the hell are they doing? Uh, Anthony, I was like, oh my God, Anthony Davis is out. Who they play when he was out and they, they won by three. Was it Sacramento? They won on the road last week, and then they beat um, they beat the Warriors at home. I mean, a, a lackluster performance by Golden State. And now they're right in the thick of things, Harry. They're yeah. um, they're tied for tenth with Utah. Yeah, Davis last two games been fantastic. Just when you think he might be hurt, he had seventy seven points combined last two mm. games. Um, it's really tight too. I mean, they're they're tied for tenth, but so uh, tight. Yeah, and then you got a half, they're half game ahead of Portland and OKC. Uh, and you know, uh, but big telling tale for LA next 10 games, eight of them are at home. So we'll see what happens in this next run. Uh, yeah, I know it. I was looking at, but this can't be brother Bry, right? Anthony Davis. He's, he's got to sit a little more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You would Come think on. he's 17 games left. You think he misses a little bit, but yeah, it's weird. I mean, we talked about this last week. Nobody. Nobody is playing that great, right? From five right. to twelve, so they're three games out of fifth. Like it doesn't. It seems like they've been losing a ton, but they really haven't. The Lakers, last, they've, they've gained games. It's just amazing. Last ten, got, last ten games, guys. Dallas four and six. Clippers three and seven. They keep. They keep. Uh, Harry, you came on last week and talked about how how bad they were going to have it down the stretch, and I was like, oh, they have Houston twice. You're like, yeah, but they have this team, this team, and this team. I didn't now you're saying it's easy. Wins. Yeah. Yeah, but the games haven't changed on the schedule. Now you're making it like they have a cakewalk to the uh, the uh, seventh seed. 
I don't know. I, I, don't I just know I, now they're still it's minus two sixty five. They're still minus two sixty five to not make it. But yeah, you're right. They're the six seed is the Timberwolves. Timberwolves the only team really playing well in that that bunch there, right? Mm. They've won three in a yeah. row. And uh, these other teams, Jazz lost three in a row, Pelicans lose, Mavs lose, and that's that. So we are going to uh, the return of race to 10 tomorrow. Oh, 76ers yeah. are at the T-Wolves there. Bry, you usually have the hot hand here. That's a 7.30 Eastern game for TNT. We're going to do it on Twitter. We're going to scream our heads off. We're going to have a lot of money on the first team to score 10 points out of those two. And we're going to let brother Bry pick it. You ready to pick it now, Bry? Yeah. Yeah, I'll pick it. I am going right. to take. I mean, look, we don't have a line yet. I know we're doing this early, but uh, we're going to take the Timberwolves. We, the 76ers are going to be their back to back games on the road. They play tonight at the Pacers. They, they're traveling mm-hmm. to Minnesota tomorrow. Minnesota's been good at home. They've, they're hot, you know, winning three straight. So, I, you know, I, I have a This line shouldn't be. I mean, granted, and there's always a situation where Embiid might not be, you know, could not play on back to backs, but. Um, right. Philly too needs these games. So, I mean, he should be playing. I don't think it's going to be a huge line. I don't think you're going to say anything crazy as a favorite, but we're going to, we're going to take the Timberwolves. All right. And it should be a plus right for the first 10 score, the first 10. So uh, join in with us. We'll give someone an opportunity to play along. We'll pay you uh, for free $50 and Harry, you better bet it. Don't, don't pretend to bet it. And then don't bet it. You know? <laughs> That's it. I like, I like, okay. the, I like, I was hoping Brian was going to pick the Wolves. There. I was hoping it's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go right into our play of the day. It's going to involve uh, basketball. At least mine will. We have these conference tournaments up for grab Now, BYU, St. Mary's, Gonzaga's playing. That's is at the Orleans Arena. Harry, you ever been to the Orleans Arena in Vegas? I've, got, I've gotten killed the Orleans Arena in my life. Killed. How? What does that mean? <laughs> roulette. You know, roulette. Is that the Orleans Arena is, that's what they call the casino? Or this is, no, the Orleans Arena is, the Orleans Arena they, they is right next to the Orleans Casino. It's connected, oh, okay. and I've gotten right. killed at the Orleans. I asked in my you if you've been to, ever been to the Orleans Arena. <laughs> oh, I've been, I've been there too. There. Sure, I've been there too. <laughs> All right, All right. I'm confused, Brian. You understand? After right? getting I mean, killed, I got it. So it. just there, there's no answer. roulette wheel at the Orleans Arena. Just so when people go there, they're not going to be disappointed, right, Harry? <laughs> it might be now. I don't know. Okay. All right. BYU uh, catching seven. This was six against St. Mary's. I just think this game means more to them. I don't know. St. Mary's, what do they care? You know, it's not the plucky team that's trying to get in. St. Mary's is in already in this tournament. BYU can make a little run here and they played them well the uh, last two times. Uh, St. Mary's won by one in late January. They won by six a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to grab the seven. Like I said, it moved from six to seven. Uh, 18 and 13 against the spread, the Cougars are, and 4 0 against the number in their last four games. Give me uh, BYU plus seven over St. Mary's. Harry, what do you got? You got the I'm other gonna side. I'm going to stay in that conference. Yep. I'm going to stay in the West Coast mm-hmm. Conference uh, in Las Vegas. I'm going to take San Francisco and Gonzaga to go over 159 and a half. The Zags have scored 80 plus points in nine of their last 11 uh, in San Francisco's last eight games. Uh, seven of them, either them, their opponent, or both, have someone scored at least 80 in those matches. Uh, last time they played each other a month ago, the Zags won 99-81. Timmy's led the uh, Zags in scoring four straight games. And Khalil Shabazz had 38 in the win on Saturday night against Santa Clara. I think he has another big game, too. I'm going to go over 159 and a half Zags and uh, Dons. All right, there you go, Brother Brian. More basketball this time. Hardwood Pro, though. Yeah. 
I'm going to take Sacramento Kings minus five and a half for the Pelicans. It's been such a disappointing season for the Pelicans after a great start. Obviously, Zion being out is a huge issue for them. But lost five of the last six with Zion out there in the last 27 games. They are eight and 19. They're 12, 20 and one against the spread on the road, the Pelicans. And then, you know, the, the Kings, I know they lost the last game and they're coming off that loss. And they really need, you know, Sacramento, I mean, geez, the Phoenix has been playing well, right? They're, they've won three mm-hmm. straight. Uh, they have to be a little bit worried there. I'm sure they don't want that. The three spot right now, I mean, obviously things can change in a heartbeat, but the three spot right now is is big compared to the four, I think. Because then you don't want to play Golden State. I mean, I, again, I know all this stuff can change, but Sacramento's really got, you know, they have to pick up some wins here. So I, I like them to win pretty easily against the Pelicans at home. Yeah, there you go. What the hell happened? I felt like I was a game out of that. I had the Clippers to win the Pacific, game out, and now they're they're five out. They lost even even with the win last night. I mean, they really like last. They showed like what they could do for like twelve minutes a game. Yeah, they suck. They gave up like fifty one in the third quarter yesterday. Anyway, we're not even talking about the Clippers. Uh Parley Kid, uh, NHL, um, being really dominated by the Bruins, who may not get to double digit losses this year. Isn't that incredible? What a season they're having. Uh, yeah, but that that East is um, insane. It's There's so many yeah. good teams in it. It's going to be some playoff. I'm hoping my Islanders can just sneak in. They've been playing uh, much better as of late. But, uh, boy, as of now, they're in. But just uh, they have a, other teams have a lot of games at hand. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, so they got yeah, the, three, the, uh, three the Western Conference. Pitsburgh, yep. And four yep. over the yeah, let's yeah. say you want them in over Pittsburgh. I think we all do, right? Is that like sure. a big thing everybody here is rooting for? Of course, yeah. I yeah. Mean, even even Eddie's on the Islanders over Pittsburgh, that's for sure. Uh, so I think so. Yeah, sticking with the West, Winnipeg Jets minus one and a half over the Sharks. The Jets had lost five in a row before a big win against Edmonton uh, the other night, scoring seven goals. The Sharks have been absolutely brutal as of late. One win in the last nine games. They've given up 14 goals in their last two games. The Jets are the better team. They're home against this miserable Sharks team. I think they get a blowout win tonight. Uh, playing uh, for the Sharks is what is a uh, meaningless game. They're looking to maybe get a top draft pick. So Jets win big, plus 122 at minus one and a half, So. All right, I like that. Sharks with the longest losing streak in uh, hockey, right? They lost five in a row. Uh, tied with Tampa, I guess. Tampa already. Wow, five in a row. All right, so there Crazy. you go. That's our uh, play of the day. Uh, what do I want to say? Oh, I have some uh, emails we want to read here. Now, this is from, I put it out last week, and I wanted, because we had our guy Bell, right? What was that guy's name? Jesse? No hard feelings with Jesse, right, babyface? No hard feelings, and... Uh... He, yeah, he, 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 he agreed to do it. And then something happened. All right, let's so, just leave it at no yeah. hard feelings. We could do it. <laughs> All right. So I, I called out like uh, five other uh, people. I said, listen, Jesse came in last, last, but there were others who also came in last, but had better tiebreaker scores. I forgot what even the tiebreaker was. This is Kappa consequences. This was the Super Bowl um, prop quiz. Uh, the winner got $1,057. The loser, 57, had to pour Heinz 57 ketchup on his or herself. And I called out the five people who actually came in last, along with Jesse. And Nicholas Gates stepped up. Nick, hey, guys. 
He uh, reached out to us at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. I just listened to the podcast from Friday, and since I tied for last place and Jesse backed out, I'm more than happy to pay the debt of the ketchup. You could email me back, and we could chat about the details. Sorry uh, that Jesse bailed on you for being last place. No fun by him. Yeah, no, well, no, 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 no hard feelings with Jesse. Okay, so Nicholas <laughs> is going to do this. And you reached out to him already, Babyface, right? I reached out to him. He's in. And uh, had Mikey known this was an option, he wouldn't have seen 80 for Brady. He, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, he would have used Unfortunately, no one else tied us for last place, so we couldn't go <laughs> to a, a backup uh, for that. But all right, so this guy, and we th- think his kids are going to pour ketchup on him? Is that what's going on? Yeah, they're going to douse him like a chicken nugget on Thursday night. And uh, what a way to start off Oscar weekend, i got to be honest with you. Yeah, it really is. It's the only (laughs) way, I think. It should be. Really like the groundhog coming out. This should be the uh, actual new uh, tradition. By the way, we got another one here. We don't read a lot of email all the time. Cousin Sal, against all odds at gmail.com. I don't even know if this guy's screwing with us or not, but from Zach Schaefer. Uh, cousin Sal in the D3. I just want to reach out to thank you for your assist in helping me have a successful year with first touchdown bets. And so you think, all right, this guy, there's no way to short us really. Right. You still have to pit. We were, we were miserable with the first touchdown bets. Only Harry was winning and not that much for the first 12 weeks. But anyway, he says, after listening to the great success you guys had the year prior, that much is true. I eagerly went along with you guys this year and bet one unit on each of your picks throughout the year. Now that the NFL season's over, I went back and calculated and I was up over 50 units. What is going on here, Bri? Um, admittedly, admittedly, I wasn't able to bet two or three games where you guys all picked losers. And I also used several promotions bonus anytime touchdown bets throughout the year to mitigate some losses. However, it was a great time and I couldn't have done it without you guys having such an enjoyable podcast. Well, thank you. Uh, well, I could have done it without the parlay kid serving up an offer this year, but there's always next year. <laughs> Keep up the yeah. important work of spreading the gambling gospel. Zach, day one listener, even before I ever could legally bet in Arizona. There you go. Oh, Harry, you can make good. a new friend there. It's, a good yeah, stuff. it's possible that if he picked the right days when we right. had a couple of streaks going, he might have done okay. I feel yep. like he would have had to skip a lot, though, Bri, right? He yeah. He, had some yeah. Bad, yeah, he bad definitely didn't start stretches. early in the season. That's yeah, pretty good sure. stuff, though. Yeah, it must have started midway through the season and, and missed some games, I guess. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is on Extra Points tomorrow where the return of laugh lines. Uh, Rachel Bonetta used to host that with me. Now it's going to be Megan Connolly, our first guest comedian, Mario Bosco. I don't know a ton about her, Bri, but um, I, I, I hear she's funny. Well, I will say you might not know who Mario is, but I am telling everybody, please listen to this because I cannot (laughs) wait. This to me, I'm like, you know, there's certain things that you're just waiting for in anticipation. I just can't wait to hear Mario on a podcast. Wow. This could be the end of extra points to uh, the whole network. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, we wanted to ease Megan in, right, Babyface? So, like, uh, we don't, you know, we, we, we can't have Chris Rock the first week, right? So we got Mario. Yeah, I mean, viral <laughs> sensation, fresh off wearing a diaper all over New York City. and uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah on, we, we don't so. have, we don't talk to a lot of people who have 12 million views for anything. But, yeah, you're right. She ran uh, as Cupid with these giant red boots and got 12, somehow 12 million views with an assist from Snoop Dogg, I think. Right, Bri? 12 million um, views. Yeah. I wonder what it's at now. You know, we've been hearing that from from her yeah, a, right. a lot, how many views. But uh, yeah. Right. Doing a, you know, getting big, getting big recently. Right. Although I think at the last one, she did it. 
She might have done a comedy show at a restaurant and had eight people there, possibly. But, I love that. But. <laughs> <laughs> Are you paying for these views? That was so damn funny. All right, I, we'll, we'll have more with Mario. It's really hard to explain. Look up Mario Bosco. It's a spectacular run from Hopeless to Hollywood. It's her uh, book. So uh, that's it. Against all odds, extra points, minus threes coming up. Um, what do we got? Making fun of sports. Lemon Pepper Parlay and the return of Laugh Lines. Happy birthday today to uh, my wife, Melissa, terrific lady, nice. mother of my uh, children, and uh, probably the third or fourth greatest lover I've ever had. She doesn't listen. <laughs> it's, it's fine, baby face. I'm not going to have that many. <laughs> oh, there you are. Oh, <laughs> you don't know about my escapades at okay, the Orleans. Okay, Sal. Win, play, show, greatest lover. <laughs> All right. For another time. Maybe birthday, we'll do Melissa. that on Laugh Lines. There you go. That does it for another episode of Against All Odds from Mikey Meatballs, Babyface Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.